podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Thursday the 10th of November. Nathan Jones has been confirmed as New Southampton manager following the sacking of Raf Hasenhutl. The Welshman has left Championship side Luton Town to take up the role and has signed a three and a half year contract. Hasenhutl was sacked on Monday after four years in charge following Sunday's 4 1 defeat by Newcastle. Nathan Jones said, I'm really proud to be given this opportunity. I know a lot about the club from back in the days of the Dell to coming here to St Mary's, and it's a wonderful football club. His first game in charge will be against Liverpool at Anfield on Saturday. In the highest profile game of the Carabao Cup last night, Man City knocked out Chelsea with a 2-0 win at the Etihad. Goals from Riyad Mahrez and Julian Alvarez were enough to see off a second-string Chelsea team. Elsewhere, Brighton surprised many with a 3-1 win against Arsenal at the Emirates. Nottingham Forest continued their mini-resurgence with a 2-0 win at home against Spurs. Wolves edged past Leeds 1-0 at Molyneux and there were wins on penalties for Southampton, Liverpool, Newcastle and Championship Blackburn away at West Ham. And finally, it's a big day for Gareth Southgate. The England boss will reveal his final 26-man squad for the Qatar World Cup at 2pm today. We'll bring you all the fallout to that announcement on tomorrow's show. Those are your headlines. Okay, let's start with Nathan Jones then. He's come from Luton Town. A lot of our listeners won't know too much about him. So let's hear from broadcaster, commentator and football league expert Dan Windle. What will Nathan Jones bring to Southampton and the Premier League? Well, He's a guy that will give every ounce of his being to try and get it right at St. Mary's. He brings an energy and extreme, extreme intensity to everything he does. He'll sleep on the couch at the training ground if necessary. He'll work 24-7 to bring improvements, and I, I really do mean that. One of the most intense people you'll speak to, his life is football. His life is the game. He wants his sides, style-wise, to squeeze high, to press hard, to work hard. He's someone who wants to build relationships. He'll fight for his players. He'll protect them. He is someone that will always be in the trenches with them, that's for sure. This is, it's obvious, but it is some leap for Nathan Jones. It's a level the Premier League he's never been involved with as a player or manager. He's loud. He speaks his mind. He certainly was that way with Luton in the Premier League when every word is scrutinised. I wonder how that will be seen, how that will go for Nathan. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Southampton will hope that he can get the best out of their young squad, develop young talent. He did some job at Luton, taking them to the playoffs last season. He frankly delivered a miracle the next few months. I think will be fascinating to see how Nathan Jones gets on at Southampton. That was Dan Windle. Broadcaster, commentator, you can hear him on TalkSport, hear him all over the place. Fantastic broadcaster. Knows everything there is to know about league football. It's uh, it's sort of terrifying, the depth of his knowledge. Uh, <laughs> good guy to have around. OK, let's move on then. Carabao Cup last night. Highest profile game was undoubtedly Man City against Chelsea. Let's talk to Gary Hayes from the Chelsea podcast. Watched a game on the road last night. Can't really say I'm too concerned about it, really. Another defeat for Chelsea, but... I think when you look at the grand scheme of things, the next round of the Carabao Cup comes two days after the World Cup final. And I think that while Man City were happy to get that victory, I think that the season Chelsea are having, the season we knew Chelsea would have, Graham Potter's got bigger fish to fry, really. And um, I think coming straight back after the World Cup, having to play Carabao Cup matches when they've got injuries to the likes of Ben Chilwell, Rhys James, you don't know if players are going to pick up injuries at the World Cup. Chelsea's squad is stretched as it is already. I think you can see... 
last night it was a makeshift team that they had out by nature of the fact it was the um, it was the Carabao Cup but I think that if Chelsea were playing City in the league they would have probably had a similar team I guess because defensively they're very short and um, you know players are looking stretched they're looking confused they're looking tired so much has gone on at that club that I think the Carabao Cup is the the last one you need to worry about and I think that this is a wider point really and I know it's maybe a bit too much of a bigger point to make for a short note but Chelsea's problem in the past is they've gone for everything all the time and if they haven't succeeded they've been frustrated and managers have been sat because of it I think it's time Chelsea sit back and just think where are we what are the priorities and right now the priorities aren't silverware silverware is delivered then great but I think that you look at what's going on with Chelsea right now, with you know the changes that have happened at a boardroom level, the changes that have happened within the squad, within the coaching staff. It's a whole new club, and they've got to structure it and get it right. And I think while silverware is great, silverware is not the target at the moment. Sil- silverware is something that comes later on in, you know, down the line. So I think that last night's defeat for Chelsea... It's not the end of the world, and I don't think they play too badly either. I think that if they had a, a striker, maybe a, Bab- a Bamiyang playing, or you know, um, the inside forwards like Pulisic being a bit more deadly, then I think Chelsea would have got a couple of goals as well. So um, I don't think it's too overly concerning. I think Graham Potter's been doing a good job. There's been good things and bad things, and one game left for the World Cup. And um, frankly, I can't wait for that to happen because then when the World Cup comes, Potter's got his four or five weeks to really work with the players who aren't going there. So. Um, Maybe a bit of a longer note than I was thinking I'd send you, but um, there you go. I best go because there's my tram. That was Gary Hayes from the Chelsea Podcast. That's all we've got time for today. We'll be back same time tomorrow with more Whistleblowers Daily, where we'll be talking about Gareth Southgate's final squad for the World Cup, which is getting closer and closer. I mean, I can't imagine being less excited, but there we go. See you tomorrow. Podcast Network.